You're listening to the Hybrid Cloud Podcast. Hi, this is Chris Evans, and I'm joined by Rawlinson Rivera from Cohesity. Rawlinson, how are you? Good to see you. Sim here. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, it seems like forever since I've spoken to you. I know, I know. It's quite a long time. We should do this more often. Absolutely. Um, so... I thought it would be a great opportunity while I had um, some of your time to talk about Cohesity and how Cohesity's solutions apply to a hybrid cloud. Mm -hmm. Now, before we started recording this, you and I were just talking off, off air, if you like, if you want to call it that, off camera, really about what people think of mm -hmm. as hybrid cloud. And I think that people think, that sounds a bit of a confusing sentence, doesn't it? I think people think. Well, I think people think hybrid can mean something as simple as I've got some stuff in Azure, I've got some stuff over here on-prem. Oh, yeah, I'm hybrid because I've bought lots of different solutions from different people. Yeah. Personally, I don't see it like that. What's your, what's your opinion about I, I what agree. hybrid should be? I, I agree. So, yeah, you're an institution that, has, that are consuming an on-premises data center, and then you're going to consume a part of Azure, and you're going to consume a part of AWS. Yeah. You are yourself managing now three separate data centers. Whether you have things that can go one to another, if they're on the same logical network, talking the same language, if, if there's this connection going on for you to achieve what you need to do, you're not really a hybrid infrastructure. You are a divided infrastructure that's running on a multitude of locations. Yeah. I think we pretty much agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Abs absolutely. So, from my perspective, whether you call it hybrid or multi, because mm -hmm. you know the, the mm -hmm. yeah. definitions again are yeah. a bit sort of um, vague, mm -hmm. For me, it, I would say you need that joined up component. Yeah. So if I'm running stuff on-prem and I want to do some work in the cloud, it's not going to work unless I can share that data. Correct. And it's not going to be a value to me unless I can somehow consolidate the value of what that data is. Correct. Correct. Okay. So here are some of the... Uh, so, so I'm very familiar with this stuff because we actually have some customers that are... We've have advised and we provided ideas around some of our projects. Particularly here, uh, there's a, in Canada, these, these financial institutions that are looking into really becoming a multi-cloud hybrid. It's, it's hybrid because they've chosen one. Yeah. Right? And within that one, they're going to consume several regions, whatever works for them. Yep. So the, the multi doesn't come into play because they're not going to go to another one as in AWS or whatever it is. So they're going to stay in the hybrid. So they're going to build a hybridity between the, their on-premises and that. And a cloud. cloud. Right. Yeah. Um, and here's where some of the things that we're doing in terms of that world. I mean not know, maybe be ignorant on this, but I don't know any other platform that does what we do in, which, in the way we do it in its particular case is our portability of, of applications. Okay. These, these institutions are using um, Cohesity as their initial data protection. And they already yep. backed up their data. That's, the, that's that. But now they're gaining the value of as they're becoming a hybrid cloud, a true hybrid cloud, you go from an on-premises data center that runs one particular type of hypervisor or, or, a, or a virtualized infrastructure to one that's public that is not in your control that's running a completely different one. And for that to work, you know what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. That conversion from one to another and back, we do that. Okay. Right? Right. So now we're providing these customers the ability to go, okay, so I protected X, I replicated Y. I w the, the, the cloud-first policy, whatever approach model is going, there are going to be applications that want to take from on-premises and send them out to the public cloud. Some will just be developed automatically in the public cloud. But either way, the networks, the communications, the, the resources, the access, the, the storage, all this stuff is it's stretched. 
to the point where, and, uh, hold on, let me not say stretch because you know that, that'll, that'll lead to it. Oh, uh, well, that'll be right, network, right. Network, right. network people, right, network right. people are going to are They're made accessible yes. with their adequate you know, requirements so that there's continuous access because these customers are not looking to take an application out. They want to make the, the, the process sure as possible. It, even, there's an outage here because we do, th- because of that conversion process. Yeah. But it's minimal. And when it comes up, it's, ex- it's accessible. So the, the network stuff is configured at a time. Well, it's done, but there's the communication is back and forth. Right? So you're talking about like VMs in this instance that could be on-prem that are now running as virtual Correct. instances in Correct. the public cloud. Correct. And, okay. and, and, and actually, you know, I build a prototype of some of the things that we do around um, the file, 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 file service and the access where I have... I deployed a VM in, in, in AWS, which was providing file services from Windows. And I'm, I deployed a Windows VM there, and I accessed the file service on the Cohesity cluster directly from there. Then I went to Azure and accessed it from Linux. And then I went to uh, on the Mac and I accessed it from there. So multi-protocol access at the same time from three different uh, operating systems across three different clouds. That is a hybrid or multi-cloud. Or multi-cloud, yeah, right? absolutely. Where we all have, I can go with the communication and all that, and then we have the ability to provide it. So now, this is one huge use case that there's so many things you can do, but they weren't initially planned for, right? So now application portability, it's insane. I remember the early days of VMware when we tried to do that at Apple and do all these other things that switch people to, it was insane. It was a, it, a problem. Now we give you that as part of your, you're replicating your data. You yeah, say that you want to port it to another, and we just convert, it's, it's that simple. So now when you're going to do that, that hybrid car live and live that, you have to be able to do that, go and come back. Yeah. We deliver that too. So, um, so a customer is doing that on a weekly, monthly, hourly basis, or is this something they use as a planned migration for, say, putting workloads into the cloud to get them off of their on-premises sites? You know, what sort of scenarios are you seeing clients use that sort of technology for? So, I've been pushing very heavily for the you can use this to transform the infrastructure from one type of infrastructure to the virtualization layer. Okay. Because we provide that ability between VMware, between AWS, and mm-hmm. Azure. But then now, because we have this, you'll see that customers are, are getting into the acceptance of DR in the cloud, for real. Yep. So now, when that's part of the strategy, whatever you do into that application for this, for this process, now that becomes a daily thing, which that is just another object within our policies. And it could become a daily thing. However often your data protection process runs a replication, wherever your data needs to move or not, if you're... If your planning is to look, if a, 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 a lightning strikes and we can't do that here, we need to be able to just as quick as we would do here, that needs to be reinstantiated in a public cloud. So that means it's going to be continuous process for something and it could be, so it's the same thing. Okay, so you're, you're really sort of talking about that as an example of, of business continuity. Correct. As much as it is DR Correct. in that scenario. Correct. What about customers who might be saying, I want to take this data and do something with it in the public cloud that I couldn't do on-prem, but I'm not necessarily moving the workload, but I want to do something else with it, you know, maybe copy it or um, consolidate or, do, you know, do something you else. You want to run analytics against it. Could be that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sort of talk against the marketplace technology. No, no, listen. Because that's currently based on-prem, but you know, some people might be looking for other Right, but it'll get there. Yeah. We give you the ability to run analytics today with, without the marketplace. We've yeah. been running analytics on, on, in the public clouds because that's just a feature the platform provides. But we, do, we use other tools. We have our um, pattern search uh, on our uh, test and on our, what we call the uh, um, applications of... Uh, uh, 
I forget the name. Um, God, this one you let it. AWS Application Workbench. Okay. Our application workbench. So there, there are a number of applications that specifically do pattern search, and you could do that. That's, that's a form of analytics. That's a MapReduce function that's running there, but it, it, it's not going to be as, as developed or as fancy for provide the, the capabilities that the things that you have in the marketplace, which are this is mm-hmm. based on a different thing. But either way, this is an example. I have an infrastructure that I want that I use for X. I, maybe I don't have the compute resources or the, the access, the storage, whatever it needs. I don't have it here. I don't want to buy it because it takes too much time, resources, and whatnot. I'm going to run it from an instance that I can just instantiate it in the public cloud. And here's the other thing, too. You may not have to move the data. Because if the problem is to compute or, 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 or the storage, you can come from the public cloud, access the, 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 the cluster where it is on, on premises, yep. and run that process. It'll take you longer, whatever, who cares? I just want to run this, and when the results come, I'm going to get them. I think one of the things that you're highlighting there is the fact that, and we're gonna, I think we're going to see this more and more in the marketplace as an example, is that if you own the metadata for that data, mm-hmm. whether it's a replica of it as a backup or some other form, the ability to have the metadata for that data and know how to access it means, even if you're going across the network or you might do a bit of shifting of physical backend we, blocks. We give you the ability to change that if you need to do that. Yeah, that's the metadata that's the key component to this. and. I really think, I know we're recording this rather than drawing it on a whiteboard, yeah. but it's almost like um, a scenario you can draw where the the data is the center of all of this now, whether it's either protected or whether it's primary, and applications are just consuming, consuming from different places. Correct. So, f- look at this. So, some of the things that Mohit said about this, is, which is, every time I hit, I hit one of these things, it makes sense. So, what you just mentioned right now, it's key, and we have... Some of the things that we have, for example, in Helios is the ability to have actionable items because we pull the metadata of the actual objects and let you have, and that's what we have. But the core of that, one of the core of that, it's even lower because we have our cloud retrieve feature. It's exactly what you just said right now. We look at the metadata and then we, not only do we tell you, for example, what if the cluster blew up? That's not the cluster where we did all the replication protection with the data store. I don't have the time to restore you know, that much data into this because that's not what I need. We give you the ability to selectively go through the metadata and say, I want that particular date, that particular time, and bring that just specifically how you want it. Right. And that <coughs> now bleeds into the, our capabilities that now can be leveraged from you know, anything that comes into the uh, And how, when you talk to customers, do you think they get this? Do you think, are there a, is it the classic thing of there's always like the 10% that really get it straight yeah. away, the 10% that never get it, yeah. and the 80% in between who have to be sort of encouraged to understand that? I particularly love when I just, I'm like, yeah, and we just keep it right where we, I need to go, and then I give them, so think about this, and then the, the, you can see the light going like, okay. Mm. Like whenever I say, yeah, you want, what do you want this server or this application? Oh, but it's physical. Yeah, you know what? I can protect it, virtualize it, and ship it to the cloud of your choice. Oh, and I can, yeah. So that always, because there's just so many things we can do, you know. We don't want to boil the ocean, but it's common sense to me, to be honest with you. If it, we give you the ability to do what you need to do with your data and sort of functions. When what we don't have today, things as we are progressing, people make requirements, things change. We could do certain things, and, you know, we're just going to, we do that. And I, and I explore those opportunities specifically. Yeah. So what about, um, what about where we're heading in the future, then? What about... Uh, and people always talk about MLAI, 5G, IoT, all of these technologies. We're all there. Um, We're all over that. So are you actually um, working in specific verticals with different um, organizations? Are there any examples in, the, in that that we can... So I'm going to give you an example, that, I, and I'm not going to tell you who, because I, I 
I, this happened in a meeting on the fly, and I did, and that's where we went at it. But it's a major conglomerate. It's a major, like, uh, communications company. Okay. These things that, you know, we watch TV and stuff. One of those people. Yeah. Where there are now requirements and the demand to have some their IoT devices. you got to pull data from it, which they need it. But for support reasons, they have to be able to do it based on what we're pointing time. Okay. So that they need to have the ability to gain that data because the support call that may come in to take it is based on a particular point in time. So they want to be able to go right back to that point in time and to do that. So now in the IoT space, we do that. We can do this because it's what we do, right? It's no longer, and this was a challenge before because I would be like, okay, so what do you have? What are you running? If you're running IoT devices, I'm going to assume you run up some Pi, some Raspberry Pi, something tiny that doesn't have whatever. You can run my virtual instance, obviously. Yeah. And in, in some of these companies are no longer looking to have an on-premises data center. They want to have it. So if you're going to talk cloud, I could do that anywhere. I could do it the way you run your business. I could go after a region. I could go after a availability zone. All at the scale that you need. And manage it in a much more efficient way, too. So that's one when it comes to IoT stuff. For machine learning, we have that in Helios, right? Uh, in Helios, we have the ability to kind of learn. And this, that's one of the beautiful things about, like, the examples of the iPhone. And I, use, I started using this example because <laughs> it happened, I mean, just to, just to show, and, like, and I try to relate that to whatever happens and to, to give a real example. I get lost in this mall in, in, in L.A. when I go to the mall. I, I'm, I'm awful with direct. I just okay. park the car and I leave and I'm like, ugh, I don't pay attention. Why? Because my phone is going to tell me what it is. It just so happens that I went on one of those trips, but I was replacing my phone. Oh. So when they take my oh. phone. Oh, so you actually went in and you had a different phone from the one you got correct. out of the car with. Correct. Oh, dear. You know, and I went to give me a new phone. In the machine learning, yep. the, you know, it, it leverages where the location I was and that yeah, process, whatever. I didn't have it. And you know what? I was lost for 45 minutes. I lost oh, 45 wow. minutes of my life on that. So that's an example that we, you know, we, it carries over. So in Helios, we do that for a lot of the things that relate to behavior and other things. AI-related stuff, we are also working on that. So w- there will be a form of AI, but you know how it is. Like, everyone's just start throwing this thing around. And the way I see some of the things for AI that I want to do as it relates to data, it's around compliance. I want to be able to do things that the AI engine would pick up around not violating a compliance. But, but compliance is a what? Because there's all sorts of compliance in terms of data. That's you know. very tricky. Right? Yeah. So I'm looking into things as far as like locality. Like if there's a, there's a, there are rules and regulations around you can't move data between the United States and the Canada networks. Do not let two cohesity clusters replicate across that. Right? Or, or that kind of thing. You know, so we're... Those are the things that, and some of the many that are out there that, that we, you know, we kind of want to look at. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much for uh, spending a, a few minutes with me just talking about that. Look forward to seeing other hybrid slash multi-cloud solutions coming up in the future. Let me know. <laughs> All right. Thanks. You got it. You've been listening to the Hybrid Cloud Podcast from Architecting IT. For show notes and more, subscribe at hybridcloudpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Architecting IT or join our LinkedIn group by searching for Architecting IT. You can find us on all good podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.